Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, January 7th, 2023, and this is day 1753 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and glorify you and thank you so very much. Thank you for this brand new day that you created for us. Thank you for allowing us to come together and and do great things to uh, invoke your kingdom of God to others, to share the love of Jesus with others. Help us, Lord, to be in tune to the Holy Spirit as we go forth and fulfill our purpose today. (laughs) I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. And we give you all the glory. I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is church hurt. Yep, church hurt. Many people have gone through so much uh, pain and hurt, and um, uh, some have not even been healed from what they've experienced, maybe in the past or even now, uh, because of things that have taken place in the church. So we're going to learn a little bit more about uh, something that happened in the very first church that created um, dissension. It could have caused division, and uh, how the apostles handled it and uh, how we can learn from this because we are going to experience conflict. We're going to experience uh, differences with one another, uh, whether it be in church or outside of church. But oftentimes we might feel like this should never happen in the church. Well, let's learn a little bit more. We're going to be coming out of Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 7. Acts 6 verses 1 through 7. And it says, in those days when the number of disciples was increasing, the Helianistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So they had a good reason for their complaining, you know, um, I would imagine that anytime someone is complaining, it's a good reason to them uh, and something else is going on, even though it might seem insignificant to us, but to them, it's important. Now, something that my uh, commentary, Bible commentary tells me, it says the another internal problem developed in the early church between the Hebrew-speaking Christians, probably local Jews, and had been converted, and the Greek speaking Christians, probably Jews from other lands who have been converted at Pentecost. The Greek-speaking Christians complained that their widows were being unfairly treated. Okay, so this favoritism, it says, was probably not intentional, but was more likely caused by language barriers. So let's look at that. So you know how we can be somewhere, even on our jobs and could be in church where, you know, you may you may have asked for 
to do a certain assignment in the church and the next thing you know someone else is doing it and it's sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so and and it's like they always get to do it why can't I do it or you know and and we may not fully understand why or what's going on but the key is let's go and take it to whoever is in charge so that they can do something about it so let's take a look at what they did so the problem was over the distribution of food, how one group of, of the uh, widows were being overlooked. Uh, so the Hellenistic Jews um, among them complained uh, uh, against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the 12 gathered at all the disciples together. It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. So again, they weren't belittling the fact that, you know, um, food distribution was not being uh, done fairly by them calling it waiting tables. They're saying we still need to focus on what God is giving us to do. However, we want to make sure that this is also handled properly. So he says, brothers and sisters, and more than likely it it was probably Peter and a lot of the other leaders uh, talking to the other disciples there. So he says, brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. So he's not only talking to the men, he's talking to the women as well, brothers and sisters. Choose seven yeah, and, and here, these were the qualifications. They need to be uh, full of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and full of the wisdom of God. We will turn this responsibility over to them and we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. This proposal pleased the whole group. So they all discussed it and they all were on one accord and they all were pleased with this uh, decision or proposal. They chose Stephen, a man full of, of faith and the Holy Spirit, who uh, would end up being the first martyr of the church uh, for standing up and speaking the word of God. As you read on, you'll see where he, I mean, there's a couple of chapters where he spoke full of the Holy Spirit and was stoned to death for, for his stance um, for the Lord. They also chose Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicolas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So they didn't just say, okay, go ahead, go get, get started. They also prayed and laid their hands on them, which was anointed, anointing them uh, which is the way they they did this to anoint them to do the work of God. So the word of God spread, the number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a number of priests became obedient to the faith. Now that's no minor occurrence there. So let's let's get a deeper understanding, okay? Uh, so point number one. Have you ever thought that the ch- have you ever thought that the church should be perfect without conflict, disagreements, judging, gossiping, etc.? It should be perfect, right? Not so. 
Jesus said the church is a hospital or like a hospital for the sick. And that's all of us. So if you have people that are sick in a place, then it's not going to be perfect. <laughs> and every one of us has something. So that, that lets us know that the church is full of imperfect people like us. Because we are the church. And every one of us has some issues that we need to work through, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we need to be ready and aware of that in the church. Many people have been hurt by the way things have been mishandled or not handled at all in church. Many have been scared, uh, uh, so are scarred, I should say, so badly from what they experienced in the church that they've turned their backs are turned against God. Now, that's huge. And God did nothing wrong. But the people that are representing God, uh, who are called of God, if they were called to be the pastors, the leaders of the church, they were called of God because some people just go. Some people just say, oh, I think I'm going to start a church because it's a moneymaker. Or, you know, maybe... Um, God has said to them, you need to step down This after maybe they were called, but maybe they've straddled. Maybe something's happening. God is saying you need to step down or be seated, sat down for a while uh, until you can get things in order. And maybe the leaders did not follow God's commands. Or uh, maybe it's something that you just didn't quite understand, you know, and maybe uh, did not go to the people that you needed to to get that resolved. And you might be that type of person. Maybe it's a little scary. Like, who do I go to? What do I say? I'm I'm not important here. Uh, they may think I'm trying to start more problems. You know, it's so many things that go through our minds when we encounter conflict and in a place like the church and how do we deal with it. So point number two, <clears throat> we can learn so much on how to handle conflict from the early church here in the book of Acts. So let's take a look at some of the things. Number one, the disciples took the situation seriously. They did not, you know what we call, they did not let any grass grow up under their feet. That's the old time term. They didn't waste time. Uh, you know, many times if we don't nip something in the bud, uh, it'll go from an anthill into a mountain. It'll get big and it'll turn into a monster. So it's very important that we handle things uh, and take it, first of all, take it seriously. I don't care if it's coming from a child. We need to absolutely listen to them and hear what they're saying, you know, and and get on it because they they too deal with situations in the church. So we need to get an understanding. I'll never forget, you know, a, a beautiful group of sisters, girl, young girls in the youth group at the church who would get in trouble all the time and fighting and all that in the church. And and after me becoming one, a big sister uh, to one of the dear young ladies, found out that there was some serious problems going on in their household that carried over into the church. I mean, you know, if it's affecting you in your household, you're not going to get to church and say, okay, I'm going to act different now. No, it's with you. And so, yeah, that, and that was, it was, it was extremely serious. So we need to dig deeper. Uh, second, they acted quickly. Again, as I said, they didn't let any grass grow under their feet. They acted. They did not 
uh, drag on and, and act as though it's nothing, that it wasn't important. Third, they use the wisdom of God, not neglecting other ministries while attending to this situation. <clears throat> so they didn't say, I don't have time to deal with this. You, you handle it the best way you can. I got this over here that God's called me to do. No, they stopped. The leaders did. And they came together, brought the people together, talked about it, and came to a conclusion. You know, so they collaborated on this. And they came together and came up with their decision. Fourth, all of the people involved were valued and treated fairly and equitably with respect. They did not say, well, these are our favorites or these are our relatives over here. And, you know, deal with, you know, we just do something to the other, give them whatever they want and move on. Let's not, you know. Because I know these are my relatives and I know that they wouldn't be complaining for any, for just for nothing. So we really need to take both sides seriously. Fifth, they made sure to pass the responsibility over to people who were believers, full of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God. And then they anointed them to do the work. Sixth, the purpose of God continued to be fulfilled. After they anointed them to do the work, they moved on and continued doing what God had called them to do. And and the church grew. And that's what God would have for us. Listen, we need to understand that God loves us so much that he's waiting on you with his arms wide open to return to him. He will heal you and make you whole. And don't, don't give up on churches. I know the feeling. I really do, because I I grew up thinking, hey, all pastors were crooked, and uh, they all drove Cadillacs and just took people's money. (laughs) I'm serious. Until I, I, then, who would think that I would become one of them, (laughs) not taking people's money and driving a Cadillac, but (laughs) becoming a pastor? You know, it is just uh, how I got that warped sense uh, of understanding. I don't know. I think it was because back then my father was uh, a minister and he was not uh, helping us in our home. That my parents divorced and he moved away anyway. Uh, and I and that's what really made me think: Wow, how can somebody be a pastor and not take care of their own children? I don't understand that. And uh, they were and he was doing really well, so it seemed to me. And so that really helped in, to warp my understanding of, uh, of a pastor and leaders in the church. Uh, and then I heard some things that my mom had told us, you know, uh, about a church she went to and how the pastor tried to flirt with her and things like that. So that really, you know, tarnished my image of the church until I went for myself uh, when I was in my early 20s. And uh, the very first church, you know, I ever really attended on a regular basis and accepted Jesus. And I mean, it was the most beautiful experience I'd ever encountered. And I had, I attended that church for 27 years. And I'm going to tell you something. Within that 27 years, after the honeymoon period was over, <laughs> just like any relationship, 
you know, uh, you're going to notice things. There's going to be conflict. You're going to see some things that might seem unfair, but we don't know the whole story. Well, I remember uh, after being there several years, you know, it might have been, oh my goodness, maybe after about um, 17 years or so, I remember something devastating took place. I mean, devastating. The church split. One day we got to the church and the doors were locked. So the board and the pastor were in conflict, but I didn't know it. My my sisters and I, we all, you know, with our children, we didn't know. And uh, we we were like, why are the doors locked? And the pastor couldn't use his keys to get in. And and uh, apparently there was something going on. And And I, for a long time, felt like the board was wrong. I didn't know the whole story, though. I didn't know what was going on. And, and we ended up moving on to another church. The pastor uh, ended up uh, using a space in another uh, minister's building. They let us use their space until we could save up to get another church. And and for years, I, I that hurt me. And it hurt many people. And I did not understand until one day, years later, uh, I was with one of my one of my sisters in Christ who was uh, whose husband was on the board and uh, we were working together or something and um, and we started talking about it. Oh, I know we were at the bakery. She was working with us at our bakery and we were talking about it. And she said, here's here's what happened on the other side. And she began to explain it to me and I could understand. But without hearing both sides of the story and just leaning towards the one side, that that can be very skewed because you're not I was not getting the full picture. But in the meantime, there were many people who had fallen away from the church. Many of them that I knew and I when I would go on Facebook back then, I don't get on Facebook anymore, but um I would see so many of them, you know, out in the world doing things that they were delivered from, but right back now into that same old way. Many of their marriages were you know, destroyed and so many things because of that situation that took place. They got the ball rolling and the enemy had his way. And uh, it, it hurt my heart heavily to see that. And uh, those people are still, you know, on my heart. Uh, I pray for them. And I don't know, they may be back with the Lord by now. I don't know, but I, I do know and understand how devastating it can be when something happens in the church there's something about a church hurt a church pain because we most times feel like things like this should not happen in church but the key is not running from it but dealing with it and churches need to have something in place so that the people know that if if there is a disagreement here's how you deal with it here's who you go to first or we encourage you to go, like the Bible says, go to that person first that you have the conflict with. And if they're not willing to hear you, you know, go again, try it again. If not, take someone with you uh, and try to work through it. And then if that doesn't work, bring it to, you know, the leaders in the church. All right. So we try to work through it ourselves first. But if that doesn't work, we may need to get someone else to help. We may even need a mediator and, the, and I do a lot of mediations and they've done them for churches. So, you know, we're humans too. All of us are humans, human beings made in God's image and understanding. 
you know, that when we've hurt someone, we need to make that thing right quickly, you know, and and uh, if we've been hurt, uh, go to, as I said before, uh, go to that pastor, go to that person first. But if you don't feel comfortable doing that, go to the leadership. All right. God loves you. And so do I. And I know that it's a real hurt. It is not something that you're just imagining. It's real. And God knows it. And he will comfort you. Go to him. Go to God. Pray about it. Ask him to bring you through it. And he will. All right. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That, my friend, is your entry to eternity with Jesus Christ and with the Father for eternity. Glory be to God. The opposite is eternity in hell. And God did not create hell for his believers. He created hell for Satan and a third of the angels that followed him and anyone else who chooses to follow after Satan. So I'm excited just as the angels are rejoicing about you right now. All right. I love you guys so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing with our precious youth, teaching them life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and human and sex trafficking awareness. And you know what? We're teaching them conflict resolution also right in the midst of all those topics that I shared with you. So I want to say to you, thank you so very much. Uh, Please go to our website, click the donate button to help support this well worthwhile cause. And we thank you for all to you being all of our supporters. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.